From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Hello and welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for April 8th, 2009 from Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined this week by my good friends, Kathy Whirling, Julie Martin, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi. In this week's show, Julie Martin has the latest installment of her store tour segments. This week, she'll discuss the new trendy store at Downtown Disney. We'll also talk about the reopening of Ellen's Energy Adventure at Epcot and the Backlot Studio Tour at Hollywood Studios. All that plus Roundtable Rapid Fire and this week's news on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Well, first and foremost, welcome back, Mrs. Martin. Yay! Yay. <laughs> Baby Ferris is asleep in the other room. I'm sure he'll chime in at some point. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, he'll wake up um, and be hungry. He'll, <laughs> <laughs> he'll fit um, right in. It's great to see you back. It really is. It's great to have you back at the table. Thank you. And um, for those of you who are wondering, yes, she's skinny again. Yep. <laughs> I, I, well, I, I predicted that, that she would snap right back. So did Kevin. Uh, I kept worrying, worrying about fitting back into my jeans and my one favorite dress that I want to wear. And he's like, you're going to have no problem. You'll right. be right there. She's so, a last a girl. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Um, now, we, uh, we, have some, we have lots of things to discuss about our Give Kids the World fundraiser. Um, first and foremost... The shirt auction just blew me away. Well, what was the final uh, bid? Two thousand. Two thousand fifty-one. Two thousand and fifty-one dollars um, for an autographed shirt and dinner with the team, um, which just absolutely amazes me. And that was uh, Frankie, Frankie, Frank, and Kathy Giordano from Pennsylvania. John and I have decided we're going to auction off our old clothes, and you can come over for bagels. <laughs> I'll sign anything you want for two thousand dollars. Yeah, really. I'm not proud. I'll eat with anybody for two grand. Exactly. Um, well, Frank and Kathy, thank you so much uh, for your generosity, uh, and just I can't believe it went that high. It is amazing. They're not uh, posters on the board, regular posters. They're kind of new with this, and but they're longtime listeners. So, oh wow, which is great. Did you hear what they're going to do with the shirt? They're going to frame it and put it in their rec room. I knew I knew. told Corey. He's like, what are people going to do with this and frame it? I'm like, we are popular. We just didn't realize how popular. Apparently, yeah. There are 12 people out there that like us. <laughs> it just, it, it, I, I'll be honest with you folks. In my mind, I'm thinking 500, maybe six. Well, we hit that in like the first 20 minutes after this went up. And I just, I, I was, was speechless. Amazing. Do you remember what my prediction was last week? You said it was going to go over 2,000. You absolutely said it was going to go over 2,000. And uh, he pegged it. He pegged it. It did. It was awesome. And we have some other really good news. We have offered the person who was the second highest bidder a second chance offer on eBay. And that's part of eBay's policy. If you have a second person and you have two items, you're allowed to offer them uh, a chance to purchase it at their top bid. And their top bid was two thousand twenty-six dollars, mm-hmm. and that's actually from Chris and Tracy Heinrichs, and they're Slap Whitey. Slap Whitey. Oh, okay. and so they, they sound familiar. They them. came to the Gaylord. Yep. Yeah, they yep. Flat Bob. TMLI. That's her uh, board's name, right? Mm-hmm. So Slap Whitey and TMLI, and uh, we're very excited to uh, add that to the kitty of Give Kids the World money. It's incredible. 
And so I've, we're giving them four thousand and seventy six dollars for two I've, shirts. And I have one more uh, piece of exciting. Actually, I have a lot of exciting news. But I have one more thing concerning the shirt. Frank and Kathy, Kathy's um, company will will match dollar for dollar. Get out of here! The contribution that they've made. You're kidding. Wow. So their total is coming to $4,102 plus... No. Oh, $4,102. Right. I'm right. sorry. Plus, plus uh, Chris and it's oh. Tracy's it's celebrity you, know, you get money for your charity. <laughs> so with what's been pledged, you have the numbers in front of you. We have uh, total orders totaling $20,154.49. We have collected and sent to Give Kids the World so far... Seventeen thousand two hundred dollars and sixty-six cents. It's another six thousand from the sale from the auction of this shirt. A thousand from Perry, who did his bike ride, and a thousand from the guys doing Muddy Buddy, plus our anonymous donor. So, close to fifty thousand dollars. Wow! Wow! In the world, unbelievable. We have some very generous listeners. I'll, I'll tell you when when we, when we started this. I thought if we can raise ten thousand dollars for Give Kids the World, that's a good day. Mm-hmm. And you know, I again, this is a problem I have with this show and have had from the beginning. I think just because you know, it's always just us, us kind of sitting here. And oh, I forgot to mention that Walter and Teresa are back in the peanut gallery. I'm sorry, <laughs> guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 there's bitterness. Walter, bitter <laughs> party of one. Bitter party of one. Walter has a GI Joe haircut. He does. Oh my does gosh, it? it's so He looks so butch. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love when he gets a flat In the out. Navy. <laughs> um, you know, I think because it's always just us kind of sitting here, and it is conversational the way we are always conversational with each other. I forget. It just is hard for me to imagine. That there are as many people listening to the show as there apparently are. Because, yeah, I do think, like, there are 12 people listening to us. Right. <laughs> and I can't focus. If I, if, if I start yeah. focusing on the thought that there are tens of thousands listening, which I'm pretty sure there are, it kind of, oh, oh really? <laughs> you know, it kind of makes me nervous. So, you know, this just really, I mean, this is not feigned surprise. This is absolute shock that we're talking about giving close to $50,000 to give kids the world. I would just this. like to say something that we talk about the people who give the big amounts that are very noteworthy. I just want to say thank you to each and every person, every who, single yeah. person who made this happen. That, they're the you. majority of that $50,000. That's a good segue. I was going to get into that as well. In addition to our big dollar donators and the fact that we have raised a great deal of money, there was a lot of people there were a lot of people Are donators are <laughs> donators? Isn't that a right word? Donors. Or donors. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no, it sounds like we got a spleen or something. I don't like that. <laughs> Here's some marrow. The uh, obviously the folks who individually purchased a shirt, we're very grateful to them. There were some people who added extra money to their contributions. Yep. There which were a lot of people who did that. Very grateful to that. We have one person in particular, Mark Gonzalez. Uh, Mark actually paid for a shirt and then sent an extra money for a second shirt. And he'd like to give it away to one of our podcast listeners. So I figured we'll figure out a way to give out an extra shirt to somebody who could not afford to possibly purchase a shirt. So however you want to do that is up to you. Okay. Maybe pick a name from our listener base or well, something. Well, maybe when we do the call-in show today. Okay. We'll give it to somebody. 
Excellent. And I have an email, not an email, I have an actual physical letter I'd like to read to the crew. This is very, I think this is so cool. I think this is very cool. Hi, podcast crew. My name is Leah Sanford. I'm 11 years old. For the last few months, I've been taking 10% of what I earn or receive and putting it in a fund to give to Give Kids the World. I heard about this charity through my mom. I picked this charity to give to because they pick kids that are sick and let them go to Disney World. I think that it is really nice. It It makes kids feel a lot better. Normally, I just have my mom make my donation through Give Kids the World website. But when I heard that you have someone matching donations, I wanted to make my next donation through you immediately. It's not much, but every little bit helps. Sincerely, Leah Sanford. And Leah donated uh, $42.86. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That's a lot of money for an 11-year-old. Yeah. It really is. Good job. Um, Leah gets paid, apparently gets paid more than I do. extra <laughs> <laughs> money left over. Leah, that is incredibly, that is incredibly thoughtful. It is. Leah, I'd still like you to get a shirt. So if Leah's mom is listening, please contact us, and we'll make sure she gets a shirt. Absolutely. Absolutely. We think that that's fantastic. <sighs> Amazing. Amazing. You know, it's... I got to tell you, people, um, there are days that some of the garbage that goes on on our discussion boards makes me wish that I'd never, ever started them. But then things like this happen, and you know what? It does make it all, all worthwhile when you see the kind of support that people from the site have turned out. Like I said, you know, we thought ten thousand would be great, and here we are looking at fifty. And I can't take credit for that. None of us here can take credit for that. That's you guys. That's you guys taking this ball and running with it. We got it started, and then you guys were out doing bake sales and bike rides and rolling around in the mud, and you know, <laughs> well, that was they were doing do that anyway. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. Um, you know, you everybody just kind of. All these people coming up with ideas and saying, how can I help? There are some people on my boards that are idiots. Uh, I have no trouble saying that. But you know what? It's a lot of really good, decent people. And I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad so many of them listened to this show. And I'm glad so many of you stepped up and helped us out uh, to do this. You'll never know how much I appreciate it. On a smaller but no less important scale, it's amazing to me the support that the people I I spend the most time on the Diz Unplugged board, so it's amazing to me that the support that our listeners and our posters offer each other. And as the recipient of some of that support, I can tell you that I think it's actual. There's a physical response to it. You automatically feel better that they're, you know, you're surrounded by the people who love you. Yeah. But this is to get the support from people just out there. It, it just it's it's palpable. And I see it happen all the time. And sometimes all it takes is that one person mentions that they're having, they need some support. And I think if you are one of those people that need some, all you got to do is let everybody know and it comes pouring out. It really does. It really does. Um, uh, So again, to all of you, everyone who has donated, whether it was by buying a shirt or putting extra money in or uh, giving a a portion of of your allowance... Um, or matching up to twenty thousand um, dollars, spending two thousand dollars on a shirt. Um, all of you, thank you, 
thank you, thank you, thank you for making this such a wild success beyond my wildest expectations. And I think I safely speak for everybody here at the table beyond all of our expectations. We never thought it would uh, it would do this well and go this far, but uh, we did it. We did it, and we did it with flying colors. We knocked this one out of the park. And this was a true team effort, not just, like I said, from the people here, but from all of our listeners as well. So, great. That's fantastic. That is just fantastic. So, all right. Uh, boy, you know, we should, probably should have done that last in housekeeping, because anything after that is just going to... Oh, I still have cool stuff for housekeeping. Okay. Well, yeah. go ahead, then I'll throw mine in after yours. <laughs> okay. Because I just have a couple of reminders. So You're not going to want to follow him. Okay. Then I just want to remind everybody about Diz Radio. <laughs> I could have a follow-up to give kids the world. Um, i got to tell you, Diz Radio, um, we're very close to being number one in our genre, and we're very close to being in the top 100 uh, radio stations on Live 365. Really? Yes. Yes. And cool. I'm telling you, and that's just – yeah, I was surprised by that too, but we're very close. Um, so I just want to remind everybody that if you didn't know about Diz Radio, it has nothing to do with the podcast. This is actually a 24-7 internet streaming radio station that we run on live365.com. Uh, you have links to it all over the site. There'll be a link on the show notes page. Dizboards.com. There's an icon there all the time. Yep. And uh, it's just streaming Disney music 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So if you haven't checked it out, please go check it out. If you haven't checked out the blog... Blog's doing incredibly well. I can't believe the traffic that blog is getting. Um, traffic is just jumping like crazy on the blog. Uh, DizUnplugged.com. Our Disneyland correspondents have started blogging. We've got a couple of pieces up from them. Kathy consistently blogs. Kathy is always <laughs> blog. Kathy's like right on it. Yeah. And uh, do you know the biggest article yet on the blog? You know what it was? The mugs. The, the, the refillable mugs. Huh. By far. It, <laughs> okay. Uh, Seriously. Yeah. You, you can take on pool hopping next week. Just going to say, oh, good. All the hot button issues. Yeah. Well, no, people wanted to see what the new mugs look yeah. like. And that it continues. Amazing. It continues. Like a month and a half after she posted it, it continues to get like all this traffic. It's hysterical. Well, you should have seen me running around the resorts trying to find them. <laughs> well, she's, yeah, Kathy is definitely our, our woman on the ground. She's in the park. She, you know, she's the super blogger. She is. She is. No, she does a great, great job with that. I think you, she has the spirit of Bob behind her, just pushing her. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some, even just sitting in that chair. Yes. Mm-hmm. Did you actually buy the mug, or did you just take pictures of it? No, I actually did buy a mug. Okay. You know, it's only good for that visit. <laughs> right. Yes, I know that. <laughs> well, my friend, my friend Gina, when she was out here, left her mug in my car, so I'm going to take it, wash it out, and go around the resorts and fill it up. Oh, my and, God. And I'm, going to go, I'm going to fill it up, and then I'm going to dump it out and fill it up again. And the whole, <laughs> the whole time you should be screaming, I'm not staying here. <laughs> I'll wear a shirt. I'm Pete, and I'm not staying here. <laughs> and actually, your line was, it's soda. Get over it. <laughs> it is. It's soda. It's soda. So I just um, want to remind everybody about those two things, Diz Radio which you can find uh, linked from all around the site and on the boards and disunplug.com our blog. Uh, so I will then now go to John because I'm dying to know. I have no idea what he's going to say. So. Yeah, you're dying to know. Anybody else have any housekeeping? Julie had a baby. 
I was, I'll give a Ferris update after you. I'm sure people want to hear about him. So cool. And yesterday was my birthday. That's right. Kevin turned 50 yesterday. Your birthday. That 50, was actually my birthday. 50 is nifty. <laughs> 50 is the new 49. <laughs> no, it's the new 30 or the new 40. The good thing is your eyes aren't that old. Your eyes are only like same <laughs> new old. eyes. Um, everybody knows our podcast cruise is coming up. Um, just a little over a month now when the show airs. And we're very excited. We've been doing a lot of stuff to get ready for it. And uh, Tracy Whipple's been doing a tremendous amount Oh, my amount God. Of work. I, I, Tracy's been unbelievable. She's been a dynamo. Um, and as we kind of expected, we are running into some issues with Disney Cruise Line and groups and not being the best of partners with us. So we're having some trouble with getting some of our But I'm on it, people. Right. Pete's on it. We're having some trouble with some of the logistics. So one of the things I want to make sure people – we want to make an um, amendment to what we've mentioned before. We talked about doing daily gifts in the staterooms. That's just not going to happen. So what we're going to do is one big gift when you arrive, one big gift basket full of lots of cool stuff, full of lots of surprises. And the reason, that's, the reason that we had to back off that is because Disney is charging us $13 – per delivery, per stateroom. Mm-hmm. So we figured it would just be better to save the money Do something and else. put mm-hmm. all the stuff we were going to give away each day in just one big basket when you get in the room. That's the reasoning behind that. We're just trying to save the... There was also logistics of it. They were going to charge us to store it and what, you know, if we stored stuff. and you know, It was just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. So that's sort of the bad news, kind of. Not really bad news. So that's where we stand with that. However, we have something new we've added that we think is really cool and we're very excited about it and we hope that uh, the people cruising with us will be equally as excited. We, we know they will be. Um, Kevin and I had a chance to meet with the folks from Disney Institute this week. And for those of you who don't know, Disney Institute is a branch of, of the Disney Corporation that deals a lot with um, corporate seminars uh, to sort of boil it down to its core, uh, corporations will put together uh, teams of people to come in and take courses from them to learn how to do things the Disney way. And their courses are inter- interspersed with Disney knowledge and Disney best practices and how Walt got things done in order to, to make the corporation what it is today. They also have a branch that also deals a lot with the Disney history and a lot of what the company stands for based on what Walt put in place. And we had a chance to meet with uh, some of the managers at Disney Cruise Line, but most specifically... No, Disney Institute. Disney Institute. Sorry, Disney Institute. And most specifically with one of their Disney historians. And we have put together... Can I jump in here? When they told me they were bringing in a Disney historian, my first reaction was, all right, go ahead, impress me. And... Kevin and I met with him, and we have put together a 90-minute seminar that we will be presenting on the cruise for our guests, and it's based on the Disney Institute and what they present to other folks, but it's specifically designed for us. For our our group. For our group, for our fan base, and for our fans' knowledge base. And again, we went into this thinking... Okay, we're not going to sit there and let you teach people how to be good managers. We don't want you to teach people how to hire people. What are you going to do for us? Nobody has to turn around and fall into someone else's arms to learn how to build trust or teamwork. Right, right. (laughs) So we didn't really know what they could do. 
that would be impressive for our fans. And I'll let Kevin take over from here because he was very impressed. This gentleman started speaking. And again, I, I, I don't want to pat myself on the back. I don't want people to think I'm prouder of this than I am. It's just what always has interested me. I figured I'm going to know the stories he's telling. And this man started to speak, and we let him talk for about 10 minutes. And he stopped, and we said, you don't have to go any further. I kind of want to hear this at the same time everybody else hears it. This gentleman was telling stories that I've never heard before. That and that's I di- saying something. That I didn't know about people that I've heard of. And he's been with the company for a great deal of time. He used to do tours at Epcot. He used to do the backstage tour, mm. things along that line. This gentleman's fascinating. Now, I explained to him our semi-disappointment with D23. Semi-disappointment? It's a conversation I don't really want to have again with anybody, but we expressed that that wasn't what we thought it was going to be. And I specifically addressed the fact that while there are people that are interested in the history of the company, the majority of our fans are interested in the history of the parks. Yeah. And while there's a great deal of information out there on Disneyland, there's not a great deal of information about World. This gentleman's eyes lit up. Hmm. And he said to me, that's my specialty. Oh, wow. And I said, I have kind of goosebumps he's telling you about it. He said, am I limited to 90 minutes? I thought, no. No, go ahead. Knock yourself out. Well, unfortunately, I mean, we are limited to 90 minutes because we have to, to... The whole logistical thing, and Tracy's going to let everybody know what's going on, but it's we have to do three separate sessions because of size of the venue, and we want people to be able to ask questions. We want this to be interactive. Right. Yeah. So if we had 300 people all at once, it would be too big. So I think what's really extraordinary is this man is so knowledgeable and so interesting and so approachable. And I told him, enjoy the cruise up until the point where you make your speech. After that, you're going to be stalked. Yeah. <laughs> Let me knock it on your stateroom. Right. So uh, we're very, very excited. This person is tailoring this. They're actually creating this for us. For us. Yes. How cool is that? We, we talked to him, too. We said, and with challenges in, the, in today's economy, we just didn't want this to be a, a rah-rah Disney thing. Oh, look how good Disney is. Let's tell everybody, oh, Disney great, did great stuff. We wanted to sort of uh, build into it an element of, what it's like to overcome challenges. And he immediately stepped to the, up to the plate and he said, I have got a ton of information about Walt and how Walt, in his process of wanting to do the things he did, had the challenges he had to overcome. And I don't want to spoil anything he's going to talk about, but he's, you know, he, he touched on the fact that um, there was a period of time where the Walt Disney Company wasn't making any money because of the war effort. And the things that Walt had to do to keep his company alive during that time frame and the stories are fascinating and I know Kevin's got I think one he wants to share at least again we don't want to spoil anything he's going to do but we want to get you excited as we were I was just fascinated to hear about the day before opening day he was talking about the fact that Walt Disney World Walt Disney World opening day he was talking about the fact that there was a prediction of how many people were going to show up and inadvertently an extra zero was added to that so it went from being 10,000 people to 100,000 people. And the folks that were here for opening day apparently were freaking out 
because they had thought they were going to have a certain amount of people that they had to handle, and now it was 10 times as much. And he talks about the fact that Disney does what they call cross-U training, where managers are taught to chain sheets, uh, busboys are taught to mow lawns. The idea is that you are capable of doing more jobs across property than just your own. Disney, uh, corporate Disney policy is that it's not my job is not part of your vocabulary. Everything is your job. Right. And he tells the story about uh, what somebody asked, well, whose job is it to pick up paper? And Walt Disney said, it's your job to pick up paper in the park and showed them and bent down and picked it up. This, the, the whole point of this story was uh, Dick Nunes, who was the president of Walt or Disney World at the time, uh, was kind of nervous. The Contemporary Resort had pallets of sod out in front on September 30th, and opening day was October 1st, and realized that if somebody didn't get out there and do that, that this was not going to look good for opening day guests. So he put a call out to people across property, and they said there are photos of Dick Nunes out there with his tie on and his shirt sleeves rolled up, laying sod in front of the Contemporary Hotel. Mm. And managers showed up and were shocked that this is what they were being expected to do. And the famous story that I was told is that one of them said to Dick Nunes, I don't know how to do this. At which point Mr. Nunes walked across, grabbed a piece of sod, threw it on the ground and said to him, there's only one rule. Green side up. (laughs) (laughs) And that's how the contemporary got a lawn the day before opening day. So that was just one of the, that that was in the first couple of seconds. And I thought, wow, I never heard that story before. I've never heard that one either. I actually had. Had you? I'd heard that it was uh, Roy Disney that was out there laying sod. Well, I imagine he was part of it. So this man just had a great, his name is Mark. And he just had a great deal of these stories. And honestly, where I'd heard that, just because we talked about him last week, was uh, when uh, the first time I ever met Mike Yule from uh, Tour Guide Mike. He was a VIP tour guide at the Magic Kingdom, and he did our backstage mag- or our, our Keys to the Kingdom tour. And he told that he told that story, but he I, he had it with uh, Roy Disney in it. I would assume that some of these have become legendary among, yeah, amongst the cast members, as it's told and retold. This is this is a guy whose part of his job is to be in charge of the legacy of Disney. His job title is historian, right? Hmm. Wow. So his he's in charge of making sure the stories are accurate and correct and true. So we're really excited to have him. Um, this is not a D twenty three thing for those of you who might be out there saying, "Well, it sounds like D twenty three. This is no. really pl- <laughs> <laughs> it's really specific to what we've asked them to do and what we've asked them to work on, and it's specifically done." Just for our cruise, and you don't have to pay extra to get in. Exactly, it's free with your cruise. Yep, for our cruisers. So we're really excited about that. We, we think it's going to be so cool. But yeah, it's very cool. Very very cool. I'm very excited. I was. I know John was beside himself when he talked to me on Friday. I wasn't able to make the meeting. I, I'll be honest with you. We went into this, and I thought, you know, I don't want to have people on our cruise learning how to be Disney managers or learning about you know Disney business philosophy while that might be interesting to some it's not why you're on a cruise it's not why we're there and they responded to us like it was like a dream we couldn't have asked for a better meeting so oh this is perfect i'm sure there's gonna be loads of people at these oh yeah oh yeah 
I asked him. I said, "Can I come to each one?" <laughs> yeah, I'll be camped out. Yeah, I just thought it, I was I was really interested, and I only heard him talk for ten minutes. They then said, "Okay, well, we're going to stop now and go on with the." Man. I was like, "Shut up! Let the man talk." <laughs> so look for Tracy to be telling everybody about that, and we'll work out schedules and let everybody know what's going on as we get closer to sale date. I think that's really exciting. Real exciting. I was really, I'm really, I'm very happy that we're doing this with them. Me too. And I think our, our listeners are going to be, I think those that aren't going on the cruise are even more jealous now. Well, there's still time to book it. Yeah. You can still be on there. You, you can not still- be left out. And there's a couple of people who have posted on the boards that it's too expensive for a single traveler. And we talked about this. It's hard to believe. It seems to me like we've been talking about this since the 70s. Uh, we have, I think. <laughs> that there are people out there who are looking for someone to share a stateroom with. If you want to go on the boards and start talking to people, I mean, you might be able to find someone Somebody to- start a share thread. If, you know, I mean, what, what, what's the pricing look like right now? Do we know? It's not that bad. It's not that bad. It hasn't gone up that much from uh, Tier 1 pricing or Tier 0 pricing. I just booked a, um, as a matter of fact, for our Disney historian, I just booked a Category 6 stateroom for two adults for a little over $2,000. Okay. So It's doable. Yeah, it's definitely doable. And if you wanted to get a lower Category stateroom. It's less than that. Yeah. Also, just one more thing I have to add. There's been some discussion. If you want to participate in the events on the cruise that Dreams Unlimited Travel and the Diz Unplugged are throwing, you have to book your reservation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. Yes, absolutely. If you're booked through another travel agency, I'm sorry, you cannot participate. Or in directly with Disney Cruise Line or using DVC points. Yeah, I'm sorry. It just It's costing us too much money to do this. Um, and, I mean, honestly, Dreams is not making anything on this. Uh, we're putting all the money that we would make in commission back into this to set up things like this Disney Institute thing, set up something, you know, all these little events that we're planning, uh, things going in the staterooms that's all costing us money. And uh, so just uh, understand that it's not, you know, because we want the money. It's because we have to pay for this stuff, and I can't uh, can't afford to do it if, uh, you know. It's also our way of knowing who's on the cruise and who's not i mean if we want to put stuff in your stateroom we have to know where your stateroom is yeah so well great well thank you very much for that john Anything, you're welcome sorry any, about the longest housekeeping ever ever really <laughs> i'm telling you we're like going on the 40 minutes here we have a clean house now <laughs> would you have a prize to give away for our march um randomly selected email person Oh, okay. It's March Madness. We need to come up with a better name for that. <laughs> There's just no acronym for that. Oh. And who's our winner? Uh, Steve Goff. He chose number 10. Number 10 for Steve. Thank you. You have won a Disney PhotoPass CD on your next visit to the Walt Disney World Resort in Orlando or the Disneyland Resort in Anaheim, California. You'll be able to have all your photos sent to you on CD through Disney's PhotoPass system. Just obtain a PhotoPass ID card from any Disney photographer in the parks and present it every time a photographer takes your picture. When you get home, you'll be able to view your photos online via DisneyPhotoPass.com and order a CD of all your vacation memories. The approximate retail value of this prize is $125, yours courtesy of DreamsUnlimitedTravel.com and the Diz Unplugged. Congratulations. Nice. It's the first of those we've given away. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's original. Yep. It's a new one. 
I have just a small little housekeeping. I want to give people a Ferris update. I'm sure they're dying to know about him. As, as you're feeding him. Yeah, I am. <laughs> you might hear a little, uh, because he loves to And eat. she's not breastfeeding at a table, just so y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not exactly whipping it out in front of the guys. Um, he is 13 weeks old today, today being Monday. 13 weeks. Yeah, so it's been, you know, over three months since he was born. But he um, loves to eat. He eats five ounces at a time now, which is a big deal for us. And he's a little it's chunky more than monkey. Corey. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're in competition, actually. Yeah. Um, we're having a great time. I think he is too. <laughs> I think he's glad to be um, ours. And he sleeps through the night. Yes, yeah. you're so lucky. A sleeper. Yeah. Um, he goes to bed between ten and eleven. He's got an iron grip and too. He sleeps until six or eight in the morning. Goes back to sleep after that bottle. And Corey is a great dad. He's the one who gets up at 6 or 8 in the morning, gets him out of his crib, and feeds him, and changes him. And That's why I'm also happy that. he sleeps through the night, because I volunteered the night shift. Before he was born. <laughs> oh, I'll have no problem. I stay up late anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but in the beginning, he wasn't able to do that. But now he is. So. He's almost finished that whole bottle. Yeah, it's been what? Um, it's been 15 minutes. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so, we're having a great time. I just wanted everyone to know. I think Corey posted a photo of him with his ear, his headphones on. Yeah, on Facebook. The first podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, go have a look. But thank you all for all your kind words and wishes and gifts. We were still receiving gifts, even at three months old. Um, <laughs> so, I'm still writing thank yous. <laughs> That's only because it takes me forever to get to the post office. <laughs> Bill came before so, he was born. Just want you guys to know that we do appreciate it, and um, thanks. Great. Well, thank you, Julie, and it's wonderful to see you and, and little baby Ferris. It's also nice to know that he can be here while we do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. It must put you guys' mind at ease that, you know. Yeah, because we're with him all day. Yeah. You know, so you can bring him along. I have to say, he did not have a good reaction to Kevin. It was kind of funny. (laughs) He put his little lip out and started to cry. Curled his lip at me. I didn't get the lip. Uh, He likes Pete and Walter. (laughs) They can babysit them. (laughs) Which one of you is going to take the night shift? (laughs) All right. That'll do it for the longest housekeeping ever, I'm pretty sure. Uh, We're going to move on with an abbreviated, abbreviated version of the news so we can get to everything this week in less than two hours. The last couple shows have been like... An hour and 45 minutes. We need to get him back down. But um, Tragic story uh, just came out uh, on the wire this weekend, according to an article in the Orlando Sentinel. A 47-year-old Claremont woman, Teresa Scarborough, was killed when the car she was driving collided with a Disney bus on World Drive. Two passengers on board the bus sustained minor injuries. According to the reports from the uh, Highway Patrol, Ms. Scarborough veered into the wrong lane while negotiating a curve. And uh, so our, our thoughts and prayers go out to her family. There's a lot of conflicting reports about this. One of the ones I read on, uh, I think it was either Wesh or one of the local stations, said that the bus was uh, parked and she ran into the back of the bus. It was a stationary bus. There, there's been all kinds of information out there, conflicting yeah, this information. Is brand, yeah, this just came, I just saw this last night. So yeah. this story may change. I the monorails were down, too, for a considerable amount of time yesterday because of this. Yeah, they didn't want people seeing it. So, it's oh, making little noises. More, Mom, more. More food, Mom. So, again, that's a, either way, it's a tra- just a tragic story. Mm-hmm. And uh, our thoughts and prayers, like I said, go out to her family. 
Uh, next news story, the FAA is predicting a significant drop in air travel this year. A report released by the FAA predicted the number of travelers on U.S. airlines will drop by nearly 8% in 2009. And uh, the report suggesting that major airlines will be the hardest hit, projecting a drop of 8.8%, which will bring them to the lowest levels of air, of air traffic they've had since 1995. Regional airlines will fare a little better with a projected drop of 4.5%. But uh, either way you look at it, um, if that if that I, I tell you, but you look at you go into the parks and it's You'd like never know. You'd never know unless these people are walking here. Yeah, um, you would just never ever know. Apparently, from the the trade journals and the and the industry, it's really just Disney that's seeing crowds everywhere. Yeah. Else. Vegas is suffering. Hawaii suffering. Any other major destination is just not doing as well. So Disney can't make up for all that traffic, you know. No, they can't. They can't. It's it's just it's it's awful. Julie's beating Sorry, the baby. I'm burping. This I'm waiting part, for part of the background noise. I'm waiting for his first burp on. He's loud. <laughs> oh, good. Is he? <laughs> there he goes. <laughs> All right, and finally, uh, tax revenue collected from hotels in Orlando in February were down twenty nine percent, the most significant drop since the start of the recession. Uh, $16.6 million in taxes were collected in February of 2008 versus just $11.8 million in February of 2009. The resort tax is earmarked to support the Orange County Convention Center as well as other tourist-related projects. There are also civic projects relying on that money, including a new arena for the Orlando Magic, <laughs> a performing arts center. Careful, there's a baby here. <laughs> renovation of the Citrus Bowl. Some county officials are now speculating, however that this downturn in tax revenue may force a delay in some or all of these projects. Durr. It's about time they started saying it. So the crowds that are here are not flying, and they're not sleeping in hotels? They're not sleeping in other hotels besides Disney hotels. Yeah. Oh. Even in spite of Disney's crowds. So they're all coming by car and sleeping in the trunk, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the fact that this downturn is happening during the first quarter of the year is especially devastating to local business. First quarter of the year is the time of year when many hotels generate much of their annual revenue. So it's uh, it's just bad news, bad bad news. But I got to tell you, you know, from the dreams perspective, you would never know. I mean, not would really. Uh, just you would never know. There was a recession going on. I got to tell you, even Dreams Villas, we've been booked pretty much every night. It's into the middle of summer. I think a lot of it has to do with the, you know, I don't know, because even our off-site hotels, Swan Dolphin, Buena Vista Suite, Sheridan Vistana, these guys are all doing good. But don't you wonder that some of these places, they're not doing anything to try to bring the people in, that they just figure eventually they're going to come? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Well, I have uh, – it's my rapid fire, so I'm going to wait and tell you what the actual story is. But some of the local businesses are doing things to okay. attract people. So it's uh, – but I, I'll tell you, my prediction is by the end of this year, we're going to start to see this turnaround. I know the economists are not saying that, but 
my gut feeling is by the fall. I saw a report today, and I realized this isn't really travel-related. They're still expecting um, real estate in Florida to drop another 28% really? in the next year. Some areas uh, of the country... Do you burp? Oh, yeah, you just spit up all over me. <laughs> <laughs> the joys of fatherhood. <laughs> um other areas of the country are doing well, and they're actually seeing the, the house price, housing prices actually go up. But Florida, and we're talking about when they talk about Florida, they encompass all of the big cities like Miami. However, which is a huge drop. Miami is the hardest hit, yeah, and it's bringing the total state down, down right. for the rest of the state. Right? Can we cut Miami out? <laughs> and like send them off to sea. <laughs> However, Miami also was the largest bubble, so exactly. it yeah. has the largest. Drop. Prices in Miami just got stupid. Yeah. Yeah. It just got stupid. So that's uh, yeah. We'll see what happens. But I, I, I tell you, I just I don't know why. I have nothing solid to base this on other than just a gut feeling that by the by the fall, I think this is going to turn around. Start if, turning around. If so. anyone's looking to move to the Orlando area, now's a good time. Now's the time. Now's a really good time. The price on these houses. Deals to be had. I'm trying to tell my friends who are renting apartments right now in condos. I'm like, dude, buy a house. <laughs> buy a house now. And especially with, uh, you know, $8,000 first-time buyer tax credits yes. and things like yep. that. These are things that are going to make it a lot easier for folks to buy. We just, on the same report, they were talking about the fact that houses are now selling at the price they were in 1988. Whoa. 1988 levels. And... People are getting caught up with, I know we're going on a tangent here, but people are getting caught up with, well, my house isn't worth as much, so I want to wait until my house is worth more money. Don't look at it that way. Look at still the difference in the price. Yeah. So you maybe you live in the Northeast and your house isn't worth as much as you could have gotten for it. But it's you, not going back to that level again. Right. We're not, the bubble that created those overinflated prices is not coming back. You know, so. But the other thing is, while you were getting more for your house in the Northeast, they were much more. Money you then here. would have turned around and paid much more down here, right? So you would have. So it's all relative, right? Mm-hmm. It's all relative. So, all right, that is going to do it for the news this week. We're going to move on to rapid fire, and, and I'm going to go first. Oh, there she is. She's back. <laughs> She's got her headset on funny. She looks like Princess Leia. Uh, no, Corey, stop! I don't to want to hit him in the head. Oh. <laughs> okay. The Disney Pin Celebration 2009 is coming up in June. It's going to be the 26th and the tw- through the 28th. It's the Museum of Pentiquities, which I think that's kind of cute. It'll take place at Epcot in the World Showcase. So Disney pin traders from around the world are invited. And it's the 10,000-year history of Disney pin trading. 10,000 years is in quotes, <laughs> by the way. Because I'm thinking, 10,000 years? Okay. Well, it's the three day. That's when Walt first decided to open the park. <laughs> of course, it's three days, obviously, and the opening gala is going to be on Friday, the twenty sixth. Um, the event admission is one hundred and fifteen dollars, and that does not include park admission, of course. But if you book before or by April twenty fifth, it'll only cost you a hundred dollars. So book early, or else it's going to cost you the full one hundred and fifteen dollars per guest. Now. The admission will include the opportunity to pre-purchase limited edition pins that are especially designed for the event. You can purchase get the purchase with purchase pin promotion, which is for the event guests only, and it features exclusive pins. There'll be trading activities and games, limited edition commemorative gifts, live and silent auctions of pre-production pins, 
artist proof pens and other they don't say so it must be some sort of surprise then you'll get a first trading opportunity to collect the new hidden mickey pins you can meet disney pin partners from the walt disney company and then you'll get an extra special surprise they don't say what it is and then you'll get two $15 gift cards that you can redeem at the Epcot food and beverage location did you say June yes that's interesting it's usually in September that tells me they're trying to get people in in the summer yep yep well yeah well we knew that and before free dining yeah Hmm. well so for those of you who are interested in pin trading it's probably going to be fun event cool well thank you very much Jules for her first Rapid fire in a while. Kathy, what do you have? There, Disneyland is opening a new outdoor restaurant in the Frontierland area. It is called the Celebration Roundup and Barbecue. Um, it's supposed to go along with the theme of what will you celebrate. And now for once, they actually have a restaurant that I like what they're going to have. It's The menu consists of corn, coleslaw, beans, barbecue ribs, and chicken. Cornbread and dessert, and it's served to you family style. So it that sounds be- gassy. <laughs> <laughs> right, up my, right up my alley. <laughs> I didn't think of that, but um, it, it sounds interesting. And then for um, dessert, they have cowboy, cowboy cone cakes, which come in four flavors and are served inside a waffle cone filled with mousse as an example. So I'm not exactly sure what dessert is, but um, the main meal sounds good they're going to have um entertainment with uh country music and uh seven seven different skits featuring the pixar characters from toy story okay does it sound like hoop to do review outside sort of a little bit yeah, yeah. a little bit you know it's something a little bit different we have photos added and also um mary joe sent us photos to put on the side and she also wrote a review of the whole thing so oh cool yeah you mean she got to go already yeah no fair <laughs> Cool. Well, thank you very much for that, Kathy. You're welcome. John? You don't have one? Apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> the Disney family has announced that in October of 29, they're going to be offering the, they're going to be opening the Walt Disney Museum. In October, October of 29? On say? October 29. You said in October of 29. <laughs> in October of 2009. Okay. Is what I meant to say. I'm like, dang, that's an early announcement. Yeah, really? <laughs> that's 20 years from now. It's going to be hard to build excitement. They're going to have the Walt Disney Museum. In, Kevin will be 70. <laughs> in San Francisco, and they're going to be featuring antiquities from 10,000 years ago. <laughs> Pin, <laughs> pintiquities. Pintiquities from 10,000 years ago. And <laughs> they're digging up Walt. And Definitely. if you want to go, you can buy an $800 pin. <laughs> so hopefully we'll get a chance to get out there and see it. I think it sounds like a cool I thing. I do too. I want to go. Where it's at, at the Presidio, it's just a really awesome location. And if you've read any of the stories of like how they, they're using the old army barracks and they like dug down and they made them hurricane proof, but they're going to look like old barracks when you get out there. So like Disney really knocked themselves out to like preserve the look of the Presidio, but have a Disney museum inside. So it, it should be pretty interesting. It sounds cool. We want to go out and see it. Mm-hmm. I do. Cool. Thank you, John. Kevin. Uh, we went to one of our favorite restaurants for my birthday yesterday. We took my folks and we went to Benihana. And we were talking just a minute ago about things local businesses are doing in order to draw people in. And, Corey, I thought you would be interested in this. Benihana. First of all, Benihana has always been reasonable sushi. In Is it all you can eat? 
It's all you can Sweet. eat. Sweet. It is an endless sushi lover's dinner. It's twenty six ninety five per person. Walt is paying rapt attention to this. It is served with me. Well, actually, you can go too. Give me a minute. It's served with miso soup, a benihana salad, edamame, and Japanese green tea. You can have sushi, uh, crab, uh, eel, mackerel, octopus, salmon, shrimp, squid, surf clam, tuna, yellowtail, and all of the rolls that they serve. Um, the tuna roll, the California roll, the benihana roll. I'm not going to list them all. But in addition, for those who are not interested in sushi, they have endless hot food as well. Hmm. Uh, the the breaded chicken katsu, chicken teriyaki, vegetable fried rice, mixed vegetables, and the tempuras, shrimp and vegetables, calamari and vegetables, and chicken and vegetables. This is offered only in the sushi lounge. You cannot sit at the hibachi table and order this. Uh, please order two rolls and six pieces of nigiri per order, and next order can be submitted as your first one is completed. There's no sharing or takeout from leftovers, and again, it's twenty six ninety five. It's going to be served Monday through Friday beginning at 5 p.m. They would yell at me, you've been here for an hour. You leave now. <laughs> I, I, I folded this up, but I brought this so you could see what was being offered. It's actually a huge selection of sushi, but I'm impressed with that. You can also get the hot stuff endless as well. Yeah. I mean, where is Benihana's? In the Disney Hilton right across from the Disney oh, Marketplace. Okay. And it's one of the places that we eat quite frequently. And we've always asked why they didn't have See, on their menu, they listed this. But we, we were told, I'm going to guess a year and a half ago, that this location was too busy to offer this. Hmm. Other Benihanas across the uh, country have this. On, it's on all the pre-printed menus, but it wasn't something that the Disney Benihana offered. Well, apparently, they're not as busy any longer, and they're looking for ways to draw people in. So if this is something that appeals to you, I don't know. I know a couple of people at this table that can put away $26 worth of sushi within the first couple <laughs> yeah, of Yeah, they're going to lose money on Corey. <laughs> yeah, they're going to lose money on Walter, too. We're looking forward to it. Yeah, so. Um, piece of advice. If you're going to drive over there, they charge to park, but they uh, validate. So your parking is free. Right. I believe it's $8 to park your and car. And this is going on now? This has started already? It actually started today. Okay. Want to cool. see this, Walter? See, even, even Ferris is excited about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> So we thought it was something that people could take advantage of. We're always, first of all, we're asked a lot, where can you eat good sushi? He, you know, he curled his lip when I walked in, and now he's commenting on my restaurant reviews. Is he related to Carlos? <laughs> um, we're always asked where you can get decent sushi, and now you have an option right there at the Disney Marketplace, right across the street. Cool. Great. Thank you very much for that, Kevin. Corey. Uh, the Gin Blossoms will be playing at Velvet Sessions this month, April 30th. Uh, starts at 6.30 p.m. Admission is $25. It's at the Hard Rock Hotel. This is probably one of the most current yeah. bands. I mean, well, I say current. You know, they're not from the 60s In the last 20 70s. years. Yeah. All the members like are the still Gin alive. Yeah. <laughs> and they all have hair. And none of them are, on, none, none of them are in AARP. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> Oh, that's right. You're eligible now. <laughs> He's actually looking forward to it. I am. I, you know, I love going to dinner. My brother-in-law, Mike. My brother-in-law, Mike, talked about that. Remember, he he's mm-hmm. talked about that for years before he hit 50. He couldn't wait to hit 50 so he could join AARP. <laughs> Honestly, he was so excited about it. You get discounts on early bird special. We are going to look forward to that because we eat at like 4 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah, but don't you eat again in like late at night? Yeah, that's what we at do. six o'clock. Because <laughs> four o'clock is our lunch, basically. <laughs> well, when you have breakfast at noontime. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So, 
Cool. Gin Blossoms, and that's the last Thursday of the month. Yes. What's the Gin Blossoms song? Hey, Jealousy. Oh, uh, yeah, I never heard that. No. Yeah, I didn't we know anything. Have... Of... Hey, Jealousy. I actually did that just so you would sing. <laughs> she's back in. She's back in singing. Was she singing while she was in labor? Yeah, yeah, I'm no, sure she was. I did have a playlist. Corey made me go through our iTunes and pull it into a folder. It was called Ferris's Birthday of any song that I would want to listen to, like during my labor time. And once I got the epidural, I didn't mind so much. I was just singing along. <laughs> so she was actually singing while she was in labor. Amazing. All right, that'll do it for Rapid Fire this week. We're going to move on to our first segment. Julie Martin with her store tours on Trendy at Downtown Disney. I've been dying to know about this. I haven't been down there to say it. Julie so. needs theme music. Okay. Like the entrance to Star how, Wars. No, how about that, you know, the song Money from Pink Floyd, that cha-ching. You can have mine. Cha-ching. We got her to sing again. <laughs> <laughs> I like that part of the song. i give up my harp. <laughs> no, thanks. I'm going to. Turn that down. Well, you're going to be disappointed because this is for females only. Really? Well, or gay men. (laughs) It's not called trendy. Do you have to be born a female? (laughs) Well, I guess. Okay. If you're female esque. (laughs) Okay. But it is. It's it's a store. Feminine energy. Yeah, it's a store for women and girls. Um, It's full of hippie chic Disney merchandise, is what I'm going to call it. I overheard another shopper say, it's happy and hippie. <laughs> so, did you slap her? No, I thought it was cute. I'm like, oh, good, I can write that down. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's the chubby dwarf hippie. <laughs> it is similar to Vault 28, the childbearing dwarf, <laughs> at Downtown Disney and Disneyland, but much bigger. Um, it's pop. When I walked in, all I could think of was pop. You know, like pop art. And there are small, multicolored chandeliers that hang from the vaulted ceiling. I think Easter colors, like pink and blue, purple, yellow, and orange. They're really cool looking. You have oversized Disney pop art paintings on the wall and ceiling. Um, a cast member told me that most of these are original and were done for the store. There are several decorative kind of figurines or items in the, in the store that came from a warehouse that the designers raided. There are these five... I, they look like flight attendants to me. There are five of them. They're women. And they're about mm, two feet tall in a row. They're dressed in red, like little suits, and wearing Mickey hats. They're adorable. I don't know where they came from, but they are so cute. And then there's also um, a bust that looks like an English queen, like maybe Queen Elizabeth I. And they painted her. John. They painted her totally red <laughs> and put a Mickey hat on her. So it has a lot of really eclectic kind of things going on. Really cool. And then there are columns in the store, and each column has a mini painted on it. And she's tall and thin and, like, uh, carrying a purse of some sort or wearing sunglasses. And each one has a different name. For example, there's a princess mini, and then there's Paris Hilton mini holding a small version of Pluto. I missed all that when I was taking pictures. I have to go back and look. <laughs> yeah. You have to really kind of take it all in. And I wouldn't have noticed until the lady had told me. Karen was her name. She was real nice. But as far as some of the things that they have there, they do still carry um, a lot of clothing. Roxy, Element, Billabong, and Lucy Love, which Lucy Love is also found at Vault 28. They have tanks and sundresses, short skirts, bags, umbrellas, and breezy kind of summery tops. A lot of the merchandise as far as clothing is very retro or trendy Mickey kind of gear. You know, t 
T-shirts and flip-flops, uh, flats, Crocs, page boy caps, dresses, swimsuit cover-ups, fedoras with Mickey on them, um, <laughs> cute hair accessories. And they also have a lot of this pink plaid Mickey stuff going on, which is cute if you're into that kind of thing. They have Tinkerbell tees and tanks, a few pirate things, not much. Um, peace sign tees and hats, you know, the peace love Mickey t-shirts that you see everywhere. Disney Couture, which is also at Vault 28. And then they have swimsuits by Roxy, Billabong, and Betsy Johnson. And these are kind of on that border between Team Mickey and Trendy. And then fashion sunglasses, which they look like the Ray-Bans that you have, Kevin. Those traditional, like, uh, I don't know what you call them. But pe- They're Wayfarer. You Wayfarer. So some, some of you will know. Some of you won't. I call them knockoff Ray-Bans. Think risky business sunglasses. Yes, exactly. And they have them in like purple and aqua and red and stuff like that. I want a pair. I like the aqua ones. Noted. <laughs> and they're cheaper, they're cheaper oh, than the Ray-Bans. <laughs> Do you remember the day I walked in here wearing my Ray-Bans and she said it, the 50s are over or something like that? Now I'm cool. Now she wants glasses no, like No, no. I told you I wanted the aqua pair. You don't remember? Oh, maybe not. You're losing your mind now that you're 50. I am. <laughs> it's setting in. Yeah. It's sad. Sad but to watch. But they do have a small selection of actual Ray-Ban sunglasses, and they're in a case. So if you want to try them on, you have to ask. Oh. Ferris wants to try them on, he's apparently. He's talking. Yeah, yeah. he's ch- chatting with Corey. And then, of course, jewelry. Now, they have a lot of in-case jewelry around the store. Tarina Tarantino, which is an Alice in Wonderland theme. They have Kidada, which is a Cinderella three theme. And then Judith Jack, which has an antique look to it with filigree, which I really liked. And then they have some eco-friendly peace sign jewelry. Most of it is made of wood. Disney character charm bracelets. And then, of course, they have all their fashion jewelry with necklaces, bracelets, and earrings and watches. Now, they do have a few things for the home. They have some Swan Creek candles. They have fresh bamboo, kiwi watermelon, which smell awesome. And then they have some that smell awful. And that's lemongrass and Thai pear. Oof, it was when I put my nose in them. I wished I had some coffee beans. <laughs> really, that bad? They were bad. And then you have um, Alice in Wonderland tea set, which is adorable. I mean, I want it. You know, for those of us who drink tea, <laughs> noted. But I think they would be perfect for a little girl who likes to throw tea parties and things like that. Then they have throw pillows, mugs, and jeweled princess frames. And then they have recycled stationery with the peace theme going on again. Again, they have a lot of things in here that are eco-friendly or green, so to speak, which is a very trendy thing right now. Body products from H2O. And then they also have something called Wicked Wahini. Lotions and perfumes, they're made in Hawaii. They have scents like coconut pineapple, papaya passion, and mango mandarin. These all smelled pretty good. And then, of course, what store wouldn't have purses, you know, a women's store? Now, the most expensive purses they have are these Disney Couture handbags, and they're from Harvey's, which is a, a label, a designer who makes expensive handbags. These are made from old seat belts, so that's kind of cool, and they're covered with Mickey Mouse comic strips. I actually looked at one. It was $158. I just oh. wanted to see it up close, you know, what it looked like, what it felt like. And they do spray them with something. I forgot what she said it was, and I don't want to say the wrong thing. <laughs> that protects it so from stains and different things like that or oil from your hands. 
And of course, they have a huge selection of oversized handbags. They have patent leather two-tone Mickey bags in blue and gray, canvas Tinkerbell bags, the pink plaid Mickey, and then other Mickey-themed purses. They have eco-friendly candy wrapper purses that are covered in Disney characters, Alice in Wonderland luggage pieces, which are really cool. They're actually in one of the store windows. And then they have wallets from Disney Couture, uh, the candy wrapper ones, and others. I just want to say, when you go in the store, be sure to pay attention to the decor. Look up. Look down. Look all around it's you. It's awesome. And then be sure to look at the, the windows outside because those things are awesome. Are those things a, a worthwhile distraction from the price points? <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's the thing about this. It's not similar to Vault 28 in the fact that they have things that are cheaper and not as expensive. Okay. And then they do have some of the things that are more expensive. Because yeah, I remember Vault 28 being yes, like just ridiculously expensive. I looked at a pair of Snow White underwear in Vault 28 that were like $30. Wow. You know, that's yeah. a little ridiculous for underwear. Do you remember those Mickey statues they had, I think, for Mickey's birthday? Oh, yeah. They had those, lined up. Yeah. There's uh, the one that Rosie O'Donnell did is is over there. Of all the ones to get. Yeah. Yeah. And then one other thing I want to mention, they don't have a whole, there's not like stuffed animals and things like that, but there is one stuffed Mickey and he is so cool. He's covered in like this flowery hip pattern. So there's no like actual face or clothing. He's just covered in this stuff. So it's kind of cool for like a teenager or, you know, a tween. Do you think that this stuff is really trendy or do you think it's like Disney forcing trends? No. I've a lot of the stuff in there. I think is trendy. Like yeah. young women would wear. Yeah, I yes. agree. I have to applaud this. Yes, and that has nothing. It's, to, awesome. it's not for me, but it has. I think it's great. The fact that they're not selling that same Mickey back scratcher. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly I mean, what I was going to say. Uh, there are these sandals right now, gladiator sandals that some people call them that they have in there. With of course they're Disney, but they actually don't have Mickey on them, which was really weird to me. They have like in the foot, you have like a Mickey, <laughs> like where your feet. Go. I thought it was all like understated. I actually felt hippie hip in the store and i'm not a hip kind of a person but right I think, anyone can shop know, here yeah and i think if you wanted to take souvenirs back this was like a nice way to do it that people might actually wear the stuff yes. and it's not the same you wouldn't pick it up at the boardwalk gift shop and the uh, emporium and mouse gears it's not the same merchandise that's very exactly i mean you know, Which I think Stella we need to freezes. encourage more of that. I think that, mm-hmm. you know, I think you're going to have your smaller children, your teens, your 20-somethings, and even your moms are going to find something That's really that hard like. to do, though, and to is. find a store that car- that would appeal to all those age ranges. Uh-huh. The dressing rooms are, are really cute. They have big Ds on all the doors, and they're kind of steel-looking. And then, what's the little woman from uh, The Incredibles? With the short hair. Edna Mode. Edna Mode. She's right there on the wall, and, and she has a little bubble that says, you look fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> Cute. So I think people will have a really good time in there. Dads, go next door to Team Mickey. Take your sons. <laughs> but that's a good That's a good place for that. It is next to Team Mickey. It's it's across from the carousel. I wish they had the some of the, the train. The, some of the artwork they had on the, uh, the ceiling. I wish that was for sale. They had some really good pieces. Well, it sounds to me like they let some people be creative mm-hmm. both designers and uh buyers buyers it's full of creativity and created something unique now let's hope they don't homogenize the hell out of it i know because right. a lot you, of the things i saw in there besides the peace love mickey are things that i have not seen so before. we have to assume that jay rasulo does not know this store has opened right and they <laughs> have to keep it a secret from him because if he finds out There'll be a whole stack of those 2009 photo albums. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's nothing with 2009 on it, thank goodness. Was it crowded? Were there a lot of people yes. shopping? Good. Good. 
Yes. It's also kind of like in a central location. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. in a great location. It, it's, a, it's a real access to the parking lot. It's really, it's a good location. It's much better than, what was it, Summer, Summer Sands? Sands. Yeah. Well, she told me, the lady that I talked to, that um, over near Pooh Corner, supposedly they're bringing a store over there that's like Summer Sands. Mm. And possibly going to be even be called the same thing. And here I go again with Julie's store tours. I walk around taking photos of everything and... People look at me like I'm crazy. I'm they say anything to you? No, I'm just taking close-ups in an all-women's store of, of all this stuff. And <laughs> Ferris slept through the whole thing. Look at these. These are soft. <laughs> but it is a store that I plan to go back to. I might buy myself some stuff. We've but, been um, back a couple times yeah. to pick up some things. I'm actually Taylor's birthday. All her stuff is coming from that store. I think she'll love it. Cool. Well, all, that sounds awesome. Too bad they don't have like a men's. I know. Men's yeah, that's sure. exactly what I told the lady too. I'm like, you need something for men like this. She goes, well, we have Team Mickey. I'm like, that's like sports. No, that's yeah. not even the same. I yeah. have a question to ask you. Is this considered a Disney store? Yes. It's not a partner store. I don't think so. I mean, so if you have a birthday gift card, oh, yeah. you would be able to shop there. Yeah. I don't think so because I mean, and then the logo Trend D, the D is a Disney D. Yeah. This doesn't sound like something they outsourced. Right. Good. You see, this is, and this is exactly what I mean. When they do it themselves, that's why I'm so against outsourcing. It's not. It's because nobody can do it like Disney does. When they come up with ideas like this, this is brilliant. I mm-hmm. hope it's really successful and well supported, and they see that we don't have to have the same homogenized crap yep, from exactly. one end of the park to the other. So you know, I would encourage if you know my young daughter to wait. Till we go to downtown Disney and get your souvenir there. Because you can, you know, what you find in the parks, you can find anywhere. And a lot of this is Even Disneyland. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a lot more unique. That's awesome. Fantastic. Well, great. Thank you very much, Julie. So good to have you back. So good to see you back at the table, really. And to have little little baby Ferris making his little noises. He's so so cute. cute. He's a, oh, he is, oh my God. The child is so adorable. You want to eat him? (laughs) He basically is. Yeah, Corey always tells him when he's hungry, he's like, I might eat you alive. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, our next segment, Kathy Worling got a chance to go check out Ellen's energy adventure and the the, uh, reopen now backlot tour over at Hollywood Studios. So what's new? Well, I wouldn't rush to see either one of them. I'm not... I'm not a big fan of either one. The Backlot Tour, I thought, a couple years ago. Back when they used to have the street. How long has the street been gone? Oh, a couple years now, A couple yeah. years. That, I mean, that's when the tour was really good. Um, but you wouldn't have known that when I was there on Friday because the line was out of the attraction. Really? You know, and I can't remember the last time I saw the line at Backlot Tour like that. And I really thought they had done something different. But they hadn't. It was basically the same. The only thing really they've done to the ride is now they have a um, pre-recorded narration rather than having the cast member. The cast member still sits on the front of the first tram, but he doesn't say anything. It's just a pre-recorded message. Oh. Now, do they still do the uh, the piece where, like in the in the first part, where somebody gets like doused with water? Because yes. that happened to me once. Yes, they did that. One and- of my first first visits ever to Disney World. It was. Yeah, it might have been like my second time coming to Disney World in the early 90s. Oh, wow. Um, when I got doused with water in that attraction. I was thinking the other day that might not have been such a bad, just to say you've done it. Yeah. But um, Go ahead and say you did. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, a note to everybody, um, if you're in the far right-hand lane as you enter the queue, 
if you start numbering like from left to right, if you're on the right-hand side, um, that's the first row. You'll and get as, wet. You, as you get up there, you'll notice that it's wet. But that's also where the handicapped accessibility is. That is which true. I, which I thought was really strange. There was a lady next to me in a wheelchair, and when the water came up, she got wet because there was no place for her to go. Handicapped I, people can get wet, too. I know, but she just, she looked surprised. You know, you would think they might have said, like, you know, if you're up here, you might get wet. Yeah. But um, that part I always enjoy. I think that's a, a great part. They show you, you know, they do the little things, and then you watch up on the screen, and they show you how a movie is put together, which I thought, you know, and you get a lot of action. You know, there's bullets going off, and there's a torpedo, and there's water flying, and, and that's fun. So it's the same show they've always done. Yeah, it's it's the same show, and then you still go through the prop warehouse. Um, I can, you know, I've been stuck in there a number of times. You know, back when it was really popular, that you stand there and you look, and the stuff from Home Improvement's still there. So if anybody's looking for the Binford tractor, it's still there. And then you go out, and you know, you load onto the tram, and they take you out, and it's basically the same. I think they took some of the props away, and it looks like they cleaned up a lot and now as you're you're going through before you get up to the earful tower they have like movie posters advertising disney mo- movies and i don't remember that but they're there like if you need to know that hannah montana has a movie coming out like you didn't know yeah really. <laughs> right and they, they take you through and there's a herbie car back there and the the airplanes and stuff are all there and they take you back by costuming uh the big thing that really changed too is um, Ferris likes costumes. <laughs> <laughs> when you would go back towards Catastrophe Canyon, they used to set it up and say that you know that they were filming back there and they had to get clearance and all that kind of stuff. Now they just go, we're going to go back there. And I forget exactly <laughs> how they said it, but it was it wasn't like a lead in like you're going to be part of the movie. So they they pull the tram in and there's like some of the water like flowing over and you're sitting there for what seems like a really long time and nobody's saying anything and then all of a sudden you know the effects happen and you know of course people yelled and screamed and all that kind of stuff and after that went on then somebody went cut that's a wrap and that's it they didn't set it up they didn't tell you why you were there it's odd maybe it wasn't working it almost sounds like you were on a tram that wasn't working properly because that doesn't sound right. Just drive in and let I'm it happen. I'm hoping that's what it was. You know, I said to my daughter, I says, you know, I almost want to come back as much as I'm really not that. It's a great ride to go on if you're looking for a place to just sort of relax for a little bit, calm down and relax. But, yeah, there was no lead into it. And Walt Disney's plane, I, that, that to me is always the high point is when you see Walt Disney's plane back there mm-hmm. that he used when he was scouting locations for uh, Disney World. And then as you're coming um, – back around we were there when lights motors action was going on so you got to see some of the cars like in the what would be a backstage area if you were sitting there watching the show so that was interesting but it's like i said it was very popular the day we were there i don't know why you know if there's somebody out there that can explain to me what's so great about the back lot i don't think it's that people go there to ride that ride i think when you get to certain parks you do stuff in order so now we've all we've come off of toy okay. mania so that's the next ride what is this going to be like? Yeah. Just go and do it. Maybe getting Toy Story Mania overflow since that's a popular Maybe, maybe too, that's right? what it is. And then um, one of our podcast listeners mentioned to me when I saw them yesterday that um, Ellen's Energy Adventure, Universe of Energy, was open. 
So I'm not like, okay, I'll now, go Did they over. rehab it or they just had it closed? It was, it was a rehab. But if they rehab something, I don't know what they rehabbed. They were dusting. They put Porsche. Still like Still like 36-hour ride? Yeah. They put yeah. Porsche in. And now they made her a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> it was just... What can I say? I, I, we were discussing this on the, the boards this morning that, you know, maybe I didn't like science. I love science. I love different things that they do. But it just seems to me like there's so much they could have done with that it's ride. It's an unnecessarily long attraction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't really come out of there feeling motivated to, to put in a, you know, a different kind of light bulb or save energy. I, I think the whole Jeopardy, her dream thing, I think that's really cute. It's clever. Yeah. You know, and some of the when she's like flying in the helicopter, you know, and you've got the big screens coming up around you. I I think that's really good. But it just I come out of there every time going, they're missing something. The the coolness of that ride is actually the ride mechanism itself, the way those giant cars mm-hmm. move and turn and and are synced up. To me, that's the coolest part of that ride. You get into the dinosaurs, and you're like, "These are well, the to give you, But to give you an idea, Ellen is scary. Yeah, to give is. you an idea of how old this is, this attraction. The reason she's in it is because she still ha- she had a show on ABC at this point. This predates mm-hmm. her coming out. Yep, mm-hmm. it's true. That's how old this is. It predates yeah, her looks- current show. It was her show on ABC and before she came out. That's how old this is. It really is one of the best places to take a nap, though. Yeah. That's sad. It's cold I mean, Ellen is yeah, a super is. funny person. Mm-hmm. They should really do something with her up to date. I don't think they could now. She's NBC. Oh, yeah. She's NBC Universal. And that's when she comes down here. Where yep. does she go? She goes she to Universal. Universal. But back to the ride mechanism. Isn't that the same mechanism they use in the great movie ride? Very similar. Very, very similar. Except I think this one is actually... Uh, Runs off of solar panels. Yeah, they they part of the energy. I think some of the energy for the attraction is generated by solar, but they don't they don't you have see, enough. They, they would say- have to have a huge amount of solar panels in order to power the whole thing. So, but even that, you know, even if they're using some, you would think they would mention that. You know, like look, here's how we're we're doing this here. You know, like a well, little- they used to. I mean, that's how I knew it. Was that right. before? Okay, well, that's like when you go through the land pavilion and they tell you that. Those hydroponic crops that they're floating around in space, some of that food goes to the Disney restaurants, and mm-hmm. you see those four cucumbers, and you think, okay, <laughs> that's like three salads. Yeah, really. Where, where are the rest of the cucumbers coming from? Yeah, so, uh, you know, people on the board, and, and somebody mentioned that there's a, a radio thing that they, they play little radio pieces as they're bringing the four cars back together, and I'm like, I must have gone to sleep then because I don't remember seeing that as they're you know but um it's a good place if you need to take like your baby to to take a little nap or you know you're just tired and you want to get out of the sun but if you think you're going to go and you're going to learn something i would think if i was taking my kids in there and they came out i don't really know what they would have learned that it was a dark ride that took a long time Mm -hmm. So, but they're both open so if you want to run over and see them yeah i think it's time for them to do something with that I think it's time for them to really do something different with that. That's what I keep thinking. It's like for all the ideas that Disney comes up with, they just lost it in that one. Well, they redid that with Ellen, no matter how many years ago it was. Don't you remember? Before the deluge. No, that was uh, Living Seas. That's Living Seas. They had that movie where those things turned. 
they it had rained this... and rained and rained. Right. The deluge. Yeah. That was the, 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 the screens when you first walked in. All of the but sc- that was Living Seas. That wasn't, that wasn't an yeah, universe of it. energy. Positive. Yeah. 100%. Okay. The screens turned in universe of energy because they had all those oil rigs up in the North Sea. Maybe they didn't say about the deluge. But when you first walked in, the screen, the, the pre-show, was all individual blocks. And they turned so you would see, like, one side of the room would see one thing. Huh. No. I've only been coming since Ellen did it. So that must be no, a while I was, ago. I was there before. I don't remember that, though. I mean, I'm not saying it didn't. I'm just not remembering. You have me totally baffled. I think you're talking about uh, the Living Seas. And then that was back when it was... Um, United Technologies. Did the screens move? Yes. They did in the Universe of Energy, too. Okay. Okay, who cares? I don't know that they did or not. <laughs> but that's, that's my report. You know, if you're, if you're excited, good for you. Um, They're open, but don't expect... Again, this is, this is the ancillary rides in Epcot. Yeah. You know, these are not the and big Hollywood rides. And Hollywood Studios, yeah. But I, I went to see them because there was a lot of people on the boards that were excited that especially Universe of Energy was reopening and that they had come down like last week and it wasn't open yet. So I wanted to go over and see if maybe, I mean, I'm open-minded, but I'm, it's still. Not to, not to jump on your segment, but we popped our heads into the uh, festival center last weekend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we even went to the cooperative extension and she said, Oh, you guys are here on one of the quieter ones. Last week I did the one about bugs. And I thought, yes. Then she talked about planting tropical plants. And I pretended I got a cell phone call to, so we could get up and leave. <laughs> to, to all four of us. Really? She handed around po- samples of potting soil. Mm. <laughs> In these little plastic bags. And she'd say, do you feel it? Uh, yeah, we feel it. Honest, <laughs> I feel it. I'm all excited about it, too. The whole festival center was literally like a scene from... From uh, Dawn of the Dead, where they were in the mall. People walking around. <laughs> what was the one where the little eggs came and got the old people? Uh, invasion of the Body Snatchers? No, the, it was... The, about Cocoon. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, it was the movie Cocoon. <laughs> was the movie. John and I were the youngest people in there by like 40 years. <laughs> they have one little shop, and mostly what they sell is those Disney Mickey gnomes. And oh it seemed God. everybody that came out had a Mickey gnome. I felt kind of bad that we didn't. Yeah, I want to go get a Mickey gnome. That's in one... It's kind of a circle. Yeah. That's in one part of the circle. You go around... Okay, let's say that's at 9 o'clock when you walk in. You go to midnight, and there's a couple of chairs set up for somebody else to talk. Nobody in there. You keep going around at 3 o'clock, and it's the lady with the cooperative extension with the baggies of dirt. And you come back to 6 o'clock, and it's the exit, and you think... This is 15 minutes. I'm never getting back. Well, that's a shame because, I mean, that's a really nice building that they could do some nice stuff in there. But talking about ladies who just stand there, did you know there's a gardening lady that stands where in the middle of, you know, behind the pin station that she stands there and answers questions about gardening? Now, she looked like the lonely repairman yesterday. I just sat there and watched her for a <laughs> while. Yeah, that she just sat there and it said gardening expert, you know, ask garden questions or whatever. And, like, nobody came up and asked her any questions. Well, you don't go into a theme park for that. I mean. But, yeah, exactly. But that's not where you would put them, I would think. I would think you'd put them in the festival center or someplace, not where you get the, the park maps. It was like a sad mall that was going out of business. It really yeah, was. It was. <laughs> like, all well, the stores were closed. 
they make great use of that space for the food and wine festival. Yeah, they it, do. It's a completely different environment over there for that festival, maybe because everybody's drinking wine. Well, plus it's <laughs> only open on the weekends, too. So I think a lot of people, maybe if they saw it earlier in the week or whatever, maybe they don't go back over on the weekend. Yeah. I don't know what the problem was. It was like senior day the day we were there. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you're right. I think it was because it was air conditioned and there were places to sit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. However, it is kind of tucked back kind of out of the way. It is. It is. Yeah. And this, the thing she was talking about was so lame. It was. You can she, plant tropical plants up north. You she can said, plant them in a pot. She sat down and she said, <laughs> let me write this really? down. Pen. She, she, she said, does anybody know what zone they live in? And I thought, no. Well, I said, I can, that was the one of the things. Eastern time zone? <laughs> Eastern time zone. Well, no, there are gardening, gardening zones. I know, but there were like four of us, Pete. Nobody cared. It was, you know, and she was, she was, not, she was not dynamic. So then she, she did. She said, in Florida, you can plant these in the dirt. If you like these flowers, and she had like geraniums, you can plant them in a pot. I thought, okay, good. <laughs> and these are the type of pots you can get. And she held up like a clay pot. Then she had this, there was a pot that she held up, and she said, you can buy a pot like this. And she threw it to the man in the front row who was elderly. And she said, did you think it was going to be heavy? And he kind of just looked like, what is wrong with you? She said, it looks like stone, but it's really plastic. I, I'm not sure he was paying attention. Clocked <laughs> him in the head with it. So, and I did. I pretended I got a cell phone call. I said, oh, I got to go. Bye. And John's like, your phone didn't even ring. It vibrated. Let's go. <laughs> oh, well, thank you very much for that, Kathy. And. Kathy has uh, some pictures of the Backlot Tour on the blog, disunplugged.com. And we have a couple other entries on there from our Disneyland correspondence, a walkthrough of Sleeping Beauty Castle, and a review of Steakhouse 55. So be sure to go and check that out. That is going to do it for our show this week, folks. We hope you enjoyed it. We will be back with you again next week with another edition of the Dis Unplugged Roundtable. Thanks for listening. Have a great week, everybody. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes.